0: This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 669, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, April the 10th. This is Comic Shenanigans, episode six hundred and sixty nine. I'm your host Adam Chapman, and this is our comic reviews episode for releases from the week of Wednesday, April the tenth. Recording this on, I guess it must be the twenty first of April, so a little bit behind the times in terms of uh, um, being timely. But uh, let's let's go right back to April tenth, talk about some of the comics, and then hopefully we can get caught up pretty soon in an upcoming episode. So first, looking uh, taking a look at the books I did not get a chance to read from April the tenth, but just wanted to spotlight some of the highlighted releases from the week. We include Avengers, No Road Home, Number Nine, uh, As Guardians of the Galaxy, Age of X-Men, The Marvelous X-Men, Age of X-Men, uh, Apocalypse in the Extracts, Age of Conan, uh, Bellet, Queen of the Black Coast, uh, Batman, Curse of the White Knight. There was uh, oh, sorry, that wasn't an issue. There was just like a preview that was out. Uh, Captain Marvel, Catwoman, uh, Deadman Logan, Detective Comics 1001, Hawkman, Justice League Odyssey, Marvel Tales, Thanos, Red Hood Outlaw, Savage Sword of Conan, Spider-Man Deadpool, Star Wars Age of Rebellion, Grand Moff Tarkin, Star Wars Age of Rebellion, Princess Leia, Supergirl, Superman, Symbiote Spider-Man by Peter David, The Batman Who Laughs, The Unstoppable Wasp, War of the Realms, Journey the Mystery, Web of Venom, Cult of Carnage, Winter Soldier, Wonder Twins, Wonder Woman, X-23, and X-Force. So what did I get a chance to read? Because that seems like a lot of books that I just did not read. Uh, So first up, we have Amazing Spider-Man 19, or Legacy Numbering 820. This is by Nick Spencer with artwork by Gerardo Sandoval. I enjoyed uh, Sandoval's take here. I thought it was a little bit not as uh, crazy over the top as Humberto Ramos's art can be, which I thought actually worked pretty well um this is you know you're dealing with the aftermath of the death of the Gibbon here um, and you know uh spiderman's kind of try- still trying to kind of forget his bearings um it felt at times that it—they almost made it feel like more time had elapsed than there had been. Like it felt like you know, pretty quickly when Spider-Man figured out where he was, that they were attacked by you know the 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 Craven people, uh, Craven not robots but close to it, and then. Everyone kind of scattered, and then suddenly someone is already having time to kind of put out these arrows everywhere to kind of create a trail for people to follow. And that part was kind of, to me, you just felt like we were having a disconnect in terms of how much time had actually elapsed. Um, The issue is mostly about, you know, the vulture um, and I don't like, I understand why they give him the weird kind of uh, covering on his head to kind of cover him, but I just, I'm not a huge fan of the look, um, but I understand it kind of makes sense. The Vulture kind of making his play to the other ones that they have to kind of uh, rally behind him and honor the sacrifice of the Gibbon, which is obviously not quite how it went and uh, you have spider-man kind of trying to convince everyone to follow him and you know the idea of trust is brought up because the rhino obviously holds a lot against spider-man right now uh although he doesn't know the true story what was really going on there uh we have black cat trying to engineer her own escape with billy connors and uh, we have taskmaster bringing another uh creature into into the milieu by bringing in the lizard uh which is definitely a a really great shot by sandoval in terms of um again just kind of capturing just how crazy the lizard can look and just kind of amping up that look that that design uh you have spider-man kind of wondering about what's going on and you have uh, the black ant kind of showing up and saying he's going to tell him all the truths about what's actually going on that's why i like this actually quite a lot um I feel like there's so much kind of tugging at the storyline, so I don't know if it's necessarily the most concise storyline I've, I've read. Um, it's enjoyable, but again, there are some issues in terms of overall pacing. Like, you have whatever's going to happen to MJ because she's, you know, um, whatever you want to call this new entity or villain uh, is kind of stalking in around her, so she's potentially in danger. You have, you know, the the idea that you have uh, arcades suiting up all these people to kind of kill people. You also have what is. Craven's real function or goal here. You have Craven's son is also kind of asking questions about what the real goal is here. Um, So it just feels like there's a lot going on, but we're not really sure where, how it's tying together or, you know, how it's all going to make sense. I'm still enjoying it, but do I think that there's some flaws? I do. I like Sandoval's take on this though. So I'm going to, I'm going to give it an eight out of 10 overall. Next up is issue 68 of Batman, uh, which is continues uh, the nightmares storyline um which i'm digging um it's interesting it's different it's the only problem is that it, in and of itself it just feels very like what are we actually reading here or like what what's actually going on here um so this is called Solitude. It's Nightmares Part Six by Tom King, Amanda Connor, Dan Pinosian, John Timms, and Michael Yanon. So you have a lot of different uh, takes on this, but it kind of makes sense for, based on you know having the different characters doing different adventures. So you have kind of um, basically a bachelor party and a bachelorette riot party, and that's actually pretty funny um, to kind of see how you know catwoman and lois get up to shenanigans when they're drinking too much And at the same time you have a very uncomfortable um meeting between you know bruce and clark in terms of what what they all also do and then there's also the question of you know what what truly is a nightmare um and so i thought that was interesting to kind of see how bruce is kind of talking to himself um which I think is expanded more on the next issue, but, um, which I've already read, but I, I, I still enjoyed this. I thought it was interesting, uh, perspectives into the characters. The only problem is again, narratively, I'm not really sure what it's doing because we're spending a lot of time in this whole nightmare thing and that might be fine, but it's, It does. Lead to a feeling of disconnection with what is the ongoing, you know, ongoing plot of the overall Bat story that Tom King is writing. And we're just getting these kind of vignettes or these kind of one-offs, and obviously they're connected in the overarching theme of of the nightmares. But um, you know, you don't feel like they're really necessarily going anywhere either. So just from a, a progression, it feels like we're not going anywhere. We're just kind of going backwards or sideways. I'm gonna give it a seven and a half, though. Um, it wasn't bad. Uh, next up is Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man number five, a legacy number in 29, which I have to think about, I guess, is that as far as Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man went? I guess so, before it changed into like Sensational or something. I don't even remember. Um, that numbering just zooms off to me. Um, so this is by Tom Taylor, artwork by Yildur Sinar. Um, it's called Not Running. And sh I thought the artwork by Sinara was just fantastic. I was really taken with um, his portrayal of Peter, of, May, of Aunt May, of Spider-Man. Like, I thought the artwork was really, really good. The story left a little bit to be desired because, you know, you don't really get a, a true conversation between Peter and May the way you should. Um, you, you see a lot of aftermath, but you don't actually get to see the actual discussion of Peter finding out about and having cancer, and that that bugged me a little bit, like the idea of him kind of running and needing to kind of you know blow off steam and get and, and not really have to confront his his problems. I thought that worked, but I would have liked to have seen the actual conversation itself um instead of just seeing his reactions to it, whether or not they're immature or childish is its own thing um so but that being said, I mean what we did get was still enjoyable to me, and it still kind of felt on model uh, again, the artwork I thought was so good. I'd probably give this uh, an eight and a half, just because I'm kind of thinking, like, you know, the story is probably a four out of five, uh, but the the art is like a four and a half to almost a five. Like it's, so I'm going to give this a nice eight and a half out of ten. It was, uh, I I feel like the artwork is pulling most of the weight there. Next up is Invaders Number Four, which I just finally got caught up on uh, all these issues. Um, So it's written by Chip Zdarsky, artwork by uh, Carlos Magno and Butch Geist, with color art art by Alex uh, Guimaraes. Uh, and letters by virtual calligraphy's travis seenum um so i i, I really like this uh I thought the art was pretty good i, I love the artwork by guys i mean the that is definitely the the highlight is kind of seeing the history of you know Namor and how he got involved with Xavier like i just it adds extra layers which I never would have thought that they would add and are very interesting to read and uh yeah no i thought I thought this is great and uh You know, again, so many complex things going on in Namor's history that kind of make him the Namor we know, and eventually, you know, have led to his different imbalances throughout the years, and. the uh, the the ending with the idea of how the family that they, we've been seeing here is involved in potentially taking out Atlantis is definitely an interesting uh, perspective and a different uh, angle to go than I may have expected initially. Um, but the, the bulk of this issue is spent on the flashback. The flashback is solid. Um, the artwork by, again, by Geiss, is is so good. It um, you just you feel like you can live in that that world that you know this flashback world because of how deep and rich the artwork is. So uh yeah, no that was that was really good. I'm gonna give it an eight. Uh I thought it was again a very solid read. Next up is The Flash. This is issue sixty eight. And this is with we got the, the trickster here, um, who I like and uh you know, it's it's interesting to kinda of see the character because again I, I don't always remember this is the the kind of the problem with D C these days is that I'm not always sure, you know, how much of the old continuity makes sense or is supposed to still be kind of be part of this. Like there are times when it feels like, yeah, well, we're supposed to use the old, you know, continuity still matters. Um, they're kind of referencing it, but then at times they're just not. So it's confusing. It's still written by Josh Williamson, our work by Scott Collins and Collins really, uh, nails this. I, I really enjoyed his take on the trickster. And again, this just there's just something special about Scott Collins and flash. And this felt like it was able to achieve that. Um, still missed the, the, you know, kind of the old, costume that didn't have the weird kind of ribbing on it with uh, the Flash lightning, but that is what it is. Um, Anyways, I thought this issue was was pretty strong. You know, you got to see the Flash going up against um, you know the, the different tricksters and trying to make sense of all this and um, the idea that it's all being one big trick. The ending of it, um, I'm curious, again, how much of a trick this is, but it was de- it's definitely one of those things that's sh- shocking, and uh, especially a character like the Flash, like this would change everything, so I'm really enjoying this. Um, this was very solid, I'll give it an 8. And last but not least, we have Titans 36, which is okay, but it's not my favorite issue of the series. Um, I was actually just recently kind of getting caught up on this whole series. Um, so And it's interesting how it's kind of framed in the idea of Nightwing before his his brain damage. Um So, bef- you know, before he left the team, it's called Into the Bleed. It's the finale. It's written by Dana Abnett and Bruno Redondo is the artist with, uh let's see, Mar- Mar- Marcelo Maiolo in colors and Dave Sharp on letters. Um, it ha- there's a lot of heavy lifting that this book has to do because it has to end the current storyline against what's her name, Sister Blood. I can't even remember what her name is. Um, you have to, you know, kind of tie everything up with what's going on with Raven. You have to tie up what's been going on with Beast Boy. So you have to kind of fix both, uh, figure out a way to kind of get them out and and fix the way they are and, and make kind of put them back to normal so that they're usable elsewhere. Um, or as Beast Boy says here, he's cute again. Um, you also have to deal with... Um, Nightwing himself, and the fact that like, they've never really dealt with part of him disappearing. Um, so that's kind of interesting as well. It's it's it's, it's an ending. Um, I didn't find it particularly interesting. I thought very perfunctory. It kind of felt like we were just kind of going through the motions. Uh, so I'm going to give it a five. Um, it, it was just kind of there. It, it didn't feel like it, it earned anything. Um, and again, every, everything with Nightwing just kind of felt very unnecessary for some reason. I'm not sure. So looking forward to next week. Uh, so releases in the week of April the well not even next week sorry this past week so this was April tenth we're talking about so April seventeenth which is already passed and is already you know it's about what, four or five days ago. Um, so in our next reviews episode I'll be talking about some of these books. Um, so books that came out on the seventeenth include Age of X Men Next Gen Age of X Men The Amazing Nightcrawler Amazing Spider Man nineteen point eight U No Road Home which I've read already so I'll definitely be talking about that one. New issue of Daredevil I've also read that already. Gardens of the Galaxy, a Magnificent Miss Marvel, Majorex, Marvel Spider Man, City at War, Meet the Scrolls, Miles Morales, Spider Man, Old Man Quill, Shuri, Spider Man Life Story, which I have read, uh, Star Wars Age of Rebellion, Star Wars TIE Fighter, Thor, Tony Stark, Iron Man, Uncanny X Men, War, War of the Realms, War of the Realms War Scrolls, sorry, War of the Realms Punisher, War of the Realms 2, West Coast Avengers, Wolverine, Infinity Watch, Aquaman, Batman, which I've already read, uh, Damage, Electric Warriors, Justice League, which I've read, Nightwing, and Teen Titans. So a lot. lot of stuff coming up or came out on the 17th so thanks again for listening to this episode uh, you can you can email me at comic shenanigans at gmail.com, like the show on Facebook rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes and also listen to us on Stitcher we have uh, our next non-reviews episode which will be up in a couple of days is our conversation with Brian Reber, uh, who's a colorist and that was a really entertaining and fun conversation to have, uh, after that we'll have another reviews episode and a couple days after that we'll uh, have an episode where we break down Avengers Endgame, which I'm very excited about watching as I'm sure most people are, thanks again for listening to this episode and we'll catch you next time bye bye Bye-bye.